Praise be to God for this wonderful moment to break open the word of life. Lord, I pray that you be with us now and forevermore. Amen. This evening, I'd like us to focus in on a theme together. And that theme is, in order to go up, we must first go down. In the year 1173, the Italian architect Bonanno Pisano began work on his most famous project, a freestanding bell tower in the city of Pisa, Italy. After he invested much time in very intricate architectural detail, he realized that there was a big problem. After building the second story, the builders realized that the tower's foundation was a mere three meters or 9.10 feet. In addition, the foundation was built on weak and unstable soil thereby causing the tower to lean to one side. The foundation was far too shallow to actually hold the structure and the tower began to tilt and continued to tilt. So construction was halted five years later to allow the soil to settle beneath the structure and it was then not resumed again until the year 1272, almost a hundred years later. It then took over 170 years to complete what we now know as the Tower of Pisa. During construction, many techniques were used to try to correct and compensate for the tilt, but nothing really worked. The tower has now stood for over 800 years with a lean that is 18 feet away from where it should be. Many speculate that it will fall someday, all because it was built on a shallow and insufficient foundation. The builders were so intent and focused on getting the building up that they did not spend the time and resources to go down and build a solid foundation. After preaching one of his most famous sermons, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus makes one of his most famous parables come to life. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet that house did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. If we were to apply that parable to our lives, our spiritual lives, and think about the story of the Tower of Pisa, if we were to then apply it to our spiritual buildings, homes, houses, would we say that they are built on a solid foundation? Are we reaching up or leaning to the side? Don't answer too quickly. This is not a question about whether you go to church every Sunday or whether you sing in the choir or whether you serve on a church committee. It's not a question about how well you do church, but it is a question about how well you and we are church. This is a question that when taken seriously, forces us to get into the nitty-gritty 
of putting our faith into action, of coupling our faith with our works, of knitting together our minds and our souls and our spirits, of combining our public lives and our personal lives. It's a question that forces us to examine ourselves, to look at ourselves and to question the integrity that we have as followers of Christ. It is a question that asks us to examine our actions, not only those we perform when others are watching, no, but those we perform when no one is watching. Do, do we choose peace over strife? Do we choose the love of others over the love of self? Do we choose humility over pride? Do we choose people over money? Do we choose God above all? Are we building a firm foundation? Are we digging deeply enough for a firm foundation? Are we merely setting our sights on belonging to a grand and beautiful church and tradition? This evening, I want to encourage and invite all of us to think on that question and think about how we are to dig more deeply. During this wonderful season of Lent, we have an invitation to dig deeper, to push aside distractions and to turn our focus even more to God. So I would like to offer a digging plan for us tonight. My first plan of action is to encourage us to reflect during this Lenten season. We often move through life, even in this COVID moment, rather than be in life. But this Lenten season is our time and opportunity to be human beings and not merely human doings. Digging deeper requires us to reflect, to go beyond pretense and to go beyond appearance, to dig into our authentic selves, to examine our integrity, to stop faking our way through our faith journey and try to actually live in it. Not only do I encourage us and invite us to reflect during this Lenten season, but also to repent. Digging deep requires us to go beyond our level of comfort and dive into something more meaningful. In the book of Acts, the writer says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and get this, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. See, we look at the word repent and we run from it rather than run from the sin that we need to repent from. We, we think it's, it's drudgery and it's, it's guilt ridden and it engenders shame. But listen carefully to that text in Acts. When we repent, we actually walk and usher ourselves into a time of refreshing. We have all fallen short, all of us. So there's no pride in claiming that you are sinless, for we know that you're lying and sinning in that claim. Who among us really knows how much we sin? Who's really aware of how vile we are? Who even knows all the sins that, that they have committed or are in the process?
process of committing. Who knows how defiled we may be, how strong our human nature is still after all these years we've been in church. So David, this great psalmist says, cleanse me, O God, from the faults that I don't know about, the secret faults. Secret faults are sins that we commit that we do not see or recognize. We commit them not knowing we've committed sin, but nevertheless, we're still held accountable for our actions. Lord, forgive us of our sins even when we don't know what we do. It's when we realize our mistakes, our imperfections, that we can then draw closer to God for sin, iniquity, divides us from God's presence. So during this Lenten season, as we draw nigh to God, one of the essential steps of that drawing nigh is repenting. The depth of our relationship with Christ is directly linked and connected to our honesty about our own imperfections. Repentance leads to intimacy and connection with God. The intimacy and connection leads to our refreshing. So as we fast during this Lenten season, may we identify some sinful behaviors perhaps that we will fast from. Maybe we will identify some behaviors and habits that we will fast from rather than typical fast choices like chocolate (laughs) or fasting from some other food product. Perhaps I offer to you that you would consider fasting from worry. That's what I'm going to take up during this season of Lent. Consider fasting from fear and choose faith. Consider fasting from our addiction to whiteness. In this moment of multiple pandemics, perhaps we need to examine why we favor what we favor, what systems are informed by our addiction to whiteness in this country. Perhaps we can fast from strife and self-doubt. During this season of Lent, we reflect, we repent. In that repentance, perhaps it leads us into identifying what we fast from. And finally, after all of that, I want to encourage us during this season of Lent to rest in God. Digging deeper requires us to go beyond ourselves and to seek and serve God first. Resting in God chooses God over the anxiety and the constant momentum of life. When we rest in God, when we take the time for Sabbath, we honor God the more. Rest is essential for our souls. Many of us are more tired at the soul level than we know. We keep doing what we think is the right thing to do, but we're missing it all together because, again, we're doing rather than being. We can't even hear our own thoughts, let alone hear God's still small voice. Let's rest in God this Lenten season and allow our souls to catch up. Sometimes we can move so quickly through our schedules, through life, that we leave everything else behind that matters, including our own souls. God had to rest. So why wouldn't we also? 
If you call the Sabbath a delight in the Lord's day holy and honorable, and if you honor it, then you will find joy in the Lord, says Isaiah in chapter 58. Must be intentional to find rest or we won't have it. Rest, Sabbath rest, allows us to transform rather than to become deformed. Thereby, everything we touch becomes deformed. If we commit to resting in God this Lenten season, oh, what we might bring forth over the course of these 40 days. Rest allows us to be more intentional about our lives. It allows us to regenerate for service. Even nature rests, leaves fall, animals hibernate, Rest is essential to functioning and transformation. We don't want to be a butterfly that has not cocooned for long enough. Rest ultimately allows us to see our reflection in God. Can you find one area in your life where you can dig a little deeper? For when you do, You will go out on ships and do business in deep waters, and there you shall see the wondrous works of God in the deep. If we dig deeper, then our light shall break forth like the dawn. Our healing shall spring up quickly. Our vindicator shall go before us, and the glory of the Lord shall be our rear guard. And then... We shall call, and the Lord will answer. May you be blessed with time to reflect during this season, time to repent and to turn away from distraction and turn to God, and finally time to rest in God. Amen.